Attention HR professionals. Are you tired of dealing with poor performance from your managers? Are you sick of having managers run to you for every single little problem? Would you like to build the confidence and competence of your management team? If so, then contact Boss Builders. At Boss Builders, we specialize in building up the skills and confidence of your organization's managers. We do this through our popular Driving Results on-site training programs, our signature program, the Video-Driven Boss Builder Academy, and we even license our course materials so you and your internal training staff can get those managers confident and competent. For more information on how we can help you improve the performance of your organization's managers, contact us today at www.thebossbuilders.com or at 931-221-2988. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the Boss Builder Podcast, the podcast for those of you who are new to supervision, those of you in the role and struggling, and even those of you who are thinking about one day making the important transition to management. You probably already know this, but your job is a stressful one, one of the most stressful jobs on the planet, and yet, in my opinion, one of the most honorable professions you can be in. That's being the boss. Well, because it's stressful, we want to give you some resources to help you. Today's guest is a good friend of mine. Her name is Linda Covney. Linda is a health and wellness expert. She's a fitness coach. She's got great tips on stress. And so if you're the boss and say, you know, I'm going to tune this one out because I'm not into that touchy-feely mindfulness crap, you know what? Quit whining, sit down, and listen. Linda is a great speaker. She's got some great tips, great techniques. Take it serious. She talks about your mental health. She talks about your physical health. And she's even going to give you some tips on better communication to alleviate stress. At the end, she's got a really cool offer for you, so make sure you listen all the way to the end. But let's get right into it. So, with no further delay, let's meet our special guest, Linda Covney. Linda Covney, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mac. Great to be here. Linda, I'm so excited to have you on the show. I've known you for a number of years now at a company that you used to work. And every now and then we touch base by email. In fact, one time I remember going into a Panera and lo and behold, there's Linda Covney. And so it just seemed like a natural thing to ask you to be on the show, specifically because you have a background in HR, but more importantly, you are working on some very exciting things in the world of wellness. I've got a bunch of questions that I want to ask you, but before we do, let's talk about your background, your work in HR, and then, you know, what made you decide to make this change? Okay, well, great. Um, so I've had a, a long career in corporate, uh, basically working for two global organizations, Jacobs Vehicle and Legrand, a power and data and light company. And then I had the fortune to work in many functions within organization. I was in an engineering and new product development role. I had some time in quality, marketing, lean manufacturing. And at the end of my career, I found myself in an HR role. So I have a lot of experience about what goes on in the business, in and out of HR. Um, as my role in HR, I was at one time a manager for a startup plant where we used a rigorous selection 
system process to staff the plant. And I also had a corporate role as employee and leadership development director, where I focused in on training and development, 360 feedback, succession planning, organizational surveys, and leadership development summits. So that's a so that's a long, broad career. Yeah. And and then that brought you to a point where you made a significant change. You went from all of that operational tactical to being a health coach. What made you make that transition? Well, um, you know, so like so many of my peers in HR, um, I was focused on all those deadlines, changes, programs, helping others, working long hours. But yet I was neglecting myself. And so one day I woke up and it was, I guess it was my had enough moment. I saw that I was the heaviest I've ever been. I was lacking energy. I couldn't sleep. I had a lot of upset stomachs. I regarded, well, that's just something that happens to you. It's just the way it is. And one day I just woke up and I just said, you know what? I really like what I'm doing. Um, I like where I'm working. I like the people. But my I'm living a life that no longer serves me. And I was looking ahead 15, 20 years, and I don't like where this is leading. So I was thinking about a career move anyway. Um, And so what happened is one day, a brochure for the Institute of Integrative Nutrition just showed up in my mail. I kind of set it aside and decided after a couple of weeks, I had to look at this thing and throw it away. And I looked at it, and I saw this was my path. It provided, uh, in a one-year online program, a lot of information about nutrition and health coaching and wellness workshops um, and and lifestyle changes. And it also afforded me the opportunity to use my training and development background. So, you know, I signed up. And really what, what the clincher was for me is after finally decided I'm going to change my diet, change the way I'm living, within... I would say about two weeks of making some lifestyle change and not very dramatic ones. Um, I felt like my stomach issues were going away. My energy was coming back. And most importantly, my brain changed my mood, how I was thinking about things. And so halfway through the program, I said, I'm giving men notice and this is important stuff. I, I want to tell other people about it. So I started my business as healthy behaviors as a health coach and um, wellness workshop facilitator. And then after that, I decided I want more. So I enrolled in a formal hands-on program here in Connecticut, the Institute of Sustainable Nutrition. And then I moved on to uh, their 10-month herbal intensive program and my newfound love now of herbs and, and kitchen medicine. So that's, that's kind of what brought me to being a health coach. You know, it's interesting because, Linda, you and I go back a number of years. I can't remember how many exactly, but I would do some projects with you a couple times a year. And when you started getting excited about this, I remember you sharing with me, I could see a difference in you as well. Not that you were never unpleasant or grumpy with me, but I saw kind of a new excitement in you uh, before you made your transition out. Mm -hmm. So it's good. And I guess what's interesting here, you know, our topic today is wellness tips for the stressed professional. But I really want to I want to go into what our folks can do this. I'm sure everybody who's listening to this is probably feeling some sort of stress right now, which is hopefully why they tune into my podcast. 
Mm-hmm. So before we get into some tips for dealing with stress, what is the impact of stress on a person? Well, it's it's so significant. Um, it it's it really has an effect on the years of your life and how you're going to feel and the health of your life. It, having too much chronic chronic sorry chronic stress can uh, actually take years off your life. And you know, having been in the HR profession, and I know what the HR profession has to go through because they have to deal with the day-to-day employee relations issues, also being a strategic partner, um, and they have to be the calming influence of the organization. You know, they they are impacted a lot. You know, they're dealing with difficult conversations all the time, and those things are definitely stressors. So let's let's just talk about uh, just briefly how stress works in your body, um, and how it impacts you. And then we can go into, so, so what do you do about this? Great. All right. So basically stress is any perceived physical or physiological change that disrupts your body's balance. You know, when you're when you perceive a stress, uh, a signal goes to your hormones and it invokes what's known as a sympathetic nervous system. And that results in a fight or flight reaction, which you may have heard about before, but basically, you know, it, it's been in place for years and it was very useful when people were foraging for their food and hunting. And if a tiger or a bear were chasing them, um, you needed this sympathetic nervous system to um, be invoked. So you could, uh, your blood would go to your extremities and you could run and you can get away. And it was really for survival. Um, you know, now our bears and tigers in the office could be, you know, the, the manager that doesn't want to do their performance review or disgruntled employee or putting together new uh, policies or a new acquisition. So, you know, the, the key word here is perceive because not all stress is real. Sometimes, and I think this is important for today, um, when we're watching TV and there's a show about a murder, or there's a show about a hurricane, or um, uh, a tidal well, a tidal wave. Our body can't distinguish that. That you know, we we see that and we feel that stress, and our body can't distinguish that that's not real. So we can go into stress a lot of times um, when the the threat is not real, but our body doesn't know that. And so you know, how do you get out of it? Um, what a lot of people do, and what I've done in the past, is you deal with stress in unhealthy ways. You know, either drinking or smoking or drugs, social media binges. For me, it was going to the kitchen at night for a cookie and having that addictive nature of the sugar um, and having it interrupt my sleep. But, um, but you know, stress is, it's very life-threatening. It can take years off your life. And so what you want to do is to find ways to remove the intensity of the impact of the sympathetic nervous system. And you want to manage stress by invoking your parasympathetic nervous system, which kicks in and it puts the body back into a rest state. It puts the body into balance. Well, I'm just thinking, Linda, the the perfect storm is probably what everybody who listens to this podcast goes through. And you just mentioned a few that I hadn't even considered, but a bad day at the office combined with a bad commute home 
followed by looking through your phone at all the negativity on the news and through your social media. And then you top it off with a scary movie or a movie about something stressful. And then the next thing you're going to want is sugar, alcohol, or whatever. None of that seems like it's going to benefit you. And yet I'm guessing for most of us, that's probably the daily routine. And we don't even think about it. That's frightening. And I'm a guy who's not really all that health conscious. <laughs> it is frightening. I'll, I'll tell you a, a quick story. Just the other day, I was, you know, I woke up, I had, you know, plenty of time. I had a light breakfast and healthy breakfast, and I was on my way to a yoga class. Um, I got to the yoga class, and all of a sudden, I'm lying down on the mat, and I could feel my heart beating very rapidly. And I'm, what is going on here? I, you know, I wasn't late, I wasn't running to the class. Um, and you know, within a few minutes of yoga practice, it went away. But I, I was thinking about this podcast and I think, what caused that? And I realized when I got into my car, there was a news story on, I think it was about the stock market and what was happening. And I, that invoked that stress. And I wasn't even aware that it was under stress. If I hadn't gone to that yoga class, I could have gone all day with my heart pounding like that, causing some damage and not even realizing it. That's powerful. Well, I think the stressful part for me would be trying to fit into a pair of yoga pants, but that would stress everyone else out in the room. So we wouldn't go there. Well, Linda, all of that sounds like something that we've got to take seriously. And yet I'm guessing whoever's listening to this podcast is saying, great, but I don't have the time to do what Linda did, get a health certificate and do all this. Uh, what are some strategies that a person could take to help them through this? Right. Well, I'm going to talk about three. One is just awareness. Awareness, just like we talked about, that you're in stress um, because you're not you're not going to realize it, and you're going to think like me that oh, those stomach aches are just something that have to happen to a person. You have to recognize those signs of illness or stress in your body when they're whispers, and not wait for your body to start to yell at you. And when you have a disease or you have to walk into a doctor's office. So we're going to talk a little bit about awareness and how you can become aware. Then you need to strengthen your immune system because your immune system gets impacted when you're under stress. And we're going to talk about things you can do by focusing on, on your gut, things that are good for the gut. And then just plain old self practices. And I'm going to talk about things that don't take a lot of time um, or energy, but that are very powerful and very beneficial. Great. Okay. So do you want to start with the well, uh, awareness? Yeah, let's talk about that. Okay. And so um, I just wanted to give this quote from a Zen master, Thich Nhat Hanh. Um, and he talks a lot about mindfulness and peace and awareness. And, and this quote, I think, is relevant to what we're talking about. And says, everything is related to everything else. Your well-being and the well-being of your family are essential elements in bringing about well-being to your business or any other organization where you work. Finding ways to protect yourself and promote your own well-being is the most basic investment you can make. Your foundation, the key to your investment is mindfulness. And it's so true, you know, it's you have to you you have to be aware of what's going on and you have to take actions. Just like HR is always aware of what's going on with employees, with the company, with a healthy employee and, and working to make that right. You need to get it right with yourself first before you can help others. And lots of times HR is responsible for putting together wellness programs and 
you know, just think what would it mean if you had a company that of, of employees that are using awareness and mindfulness or giving themselves time to process their emotions before they take action? You know, what would that look like? And how much more time would you have in productivity when you weren't dealing with a lot of stressful things that get in the way and sick days and things of that nature? So, you know, really, it's really paying attention to your body. Your body will will give you signals. And when I work with clients, I tell them, you need to be your own best nutritionist. And you can do this just by listening to what your body's telling you, by what you're taking in in your lifestyle, what you're taking in in your food, but you just have to pay attention. Um, and so when we do pay, when we are aware of these signals, it's better, we're better able to put our body back in balance. And so one really easy way to do this is just breathing. And if you don't mind, I'd like to do just a little exercise. And and just as a little context on this, there's science. Sure. We have a, a vagus nerve in our body that connects the gut to our brain. So everything is connected. Everything is aligned. Um, and it's called the nerve of emotion. It you know influ- influences our body to mirror what we're feeling. It impacts our facial muscles and our tone. So people can can see when we're stressed and that actually contributes to their stress. But it also controls that parasympathetic nervous system, the one that takes us out of stress into rest. And so when we first of all recognize we're under stress, which is the key. First of all, you know, all of a sudden I have a headache, I have muscle pains, I'm feeling tired, I'm angry, I'm feeling overwhelmed, my stomach is upset. All those things if you start to feel them, you know, oh, I think I'm under stress. What's going on? Just just speak to it. What's going on at this moment? Sometimes just naming it can help. But you, you say you don't have time, but I bet you have two minutes out of your day to breathe. And so there's a breathing exercise that is designed to help this vagus nerve recognize that you need to invoke your parasympathetic nervous system. And now we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Hey, boss builders, feeling a little stressed? Want to become more mindful? Need more life mastery tools to fuel your life? Check out the Master Your Mind Business and Life podcast with Lauren Smith. This podcast will help you push past boundaries, shift your mindset, implement profitable strategies, and begin living with intention. Master Your Mind Business and Life is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other popular podcast apps. Tune in and turn it up. Okay, so so if it's okay with you, Mac, if you'd indulge me, I'd like to try a little breathing exercise so you can see how simple it is to put the take the body out of stress. Yes, let's do that. Okay, so what I need together, let's try inhaling for five through the nose. Feel that air go through our passageways and exhale it for six out of the mouth. So sit comfortably, feet on the floor, good posture. Feel your fill your belly belly fill feel <laughs> feel your belly feel um, fill and um, let's in, take an inhale through the nose one two three four five and exhale through the mouth one two three four five six. Let's do that one more time. Inhale through the nose. One, two, three, four, five. 
Exhale through the mouth. One, two, three, four, five, six. So that's as simple as, as it can be. So Linda, when, when would you recommend that we do that? Anytime you recognize you're under stress. And the, and the beauty of it is you're in a meeting sitting there and people are getting all out of control. You just hmm. sit there. Nobody even knows you're doing it. <laughs> you're, you're waiting for a disgruntled employee to come into your office because uh, they have a big complaint. You know, it's a good employee that the company wants to keep. You do the breathing before they get there. So you're in a settled state. You're, you're not in a state where um, your body is ready to, 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 to just flight, go into flight mode. mode. Okay. Move out. So, and you know what? And if, if you need some help, there's a breathing app called, called the breathing app. It's free. And there's a nice little ball that expands and contracts to help you get the right motion for the breath that you want to take. So well, I'm thinking even for just driving in the car, this would be really, really helpful too. Oh, especially if you're stuck in traffic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, and like I say, it doesn't cost anything. You say you don't have time. You have to breathe anyway. <laughs> uh, lots of times we don't, you know, I think if you, you realize that you stop breathing, you know, you're under stress. It's, it's just so powerful. And the, I think the thing is so important to know that, you know, the body has provided us with everything we need. They provide us to be in survival with the sympathetic, and they also provide us to rest and relax and have a good, healthy, long life with the parasympathetic nervous system. So, um, you know, that's one thing you can do anytime. Um, laughing is also important. So if you're having lunch with some friends um, or coworkers, what do you want to do is you want to have kind of a healthy lunch and you want to have it with positive people that are having some light conversation. The worst thing you can do is have lunch uh, with people who are grumbling about what's coming, a lot of negative talk. It's going to upset your digestive system, and it's just you know it's just going to put you in a state of stress. So laughing, finding a way to laugh. If you want to turn on a podcast, a funny podcast or um, TED Talks for a couple of minutes, that will help too. And um, listen to how you talk to yourself, because I remember having a client come in to talk to me. And the first thing she said, I'm a mess. Mm. You know, and then she told me her story. I realized, uh-huh, I'm very impressed with this woman. She is not a mess, but it's a story we tell ourselves and we throw ourselves into uh, a state where, you know, we're not good enough. We can't do it all. This is not working for us. And when, as soon as you can just relax, uh, you, you can take, let all that stress dissipate. So, you know, we can't stop stress. There's always going to be stress in our life, uh, what we need to do is manage it before it manages us. So I think that's a good way to summarize it. And and the other thing I really like about this too, you know, we have several guests on that talk about mindfulness and one of them, Lauren Smith, we agreed that a definition could be thinking about thinking, but I think with yours, it's just being aware of your body and what it's telling you. Right. Mindfulness, you know, meditation is focusing on the breath. Mindfulness is just being aware of the I'm in the present moment. What's going on? What's what's happening right in front of me? And then the awareness part is, okay, what can I do to get myself out of this? Taking the right action. So, yeah. Okay. Well, good. So that's so that's one strategy. And you'd mentioned something about a second tip about 
uh, working with healing your gut. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I, you know, there was a person many, many years ago, Hippocrates, who said, um, all disease starts in the gut. And again, when you go into stress physically, the blood flows to your extremities so you can you can fight or you can run away from that bear that's chasing you. Uh, and it doesn't go to your digestive system. And having a good digestive system is is key to everything. I don't think there's anyone around who probably doesn't have issues with at one time or another with bloating or stomach ache, um, you know, the other part, when you have to go to the bathroom, we won't get into that. So uh, you really need to heal that gut. And it really starts with what you put in your body. And everybody's talking about the microbiome these days. And we have uh, a hundred trillion bacteria cells in our gut. And we have about 37 trillion human cells. And those bacteria, there's good and bad in there, and there's more good than bad. What they're looking for is for you to feed them well so they can help you have more energy, feel great, uh, have a good immune system, and avoid disease. So it's diet. I mean, we, we know we've got to eat right. Stuff that comes from a factory in a packaged box that has no ingredients that even remotely relate to food that is grown in nature are not going to work for you. So you have to have your fruits and vegetables. You have to have that fiber, that those leafy greens. Um, whole grains, if you can tolerate them. Protein, and look for the grass-fed, if you can do it. Humanely raised protein, but you can also look for protein from nature, um, such as beans and lentils and legumes and, and healthy fats. So, you know, it's really about having a well-balanced diet. Um so that you can support your digestive system to do everything that it's supposed to do to help you live a long and healthy life. So it gets upset if you have an, um, a flu or anything and you have to get some antibiotics, then it's important to get some probiotics, either in pill form. Um, you can get them uh, over the counter to put that body back in balance because when you get the antibiotic, it kills the good cells and the bad cells. You want that balance to be back. And even in hospitals now, when they're giving antibiotics, they've learned enough to give you those probiotics as well. Uh, also fermented foods, sauerkraut, uh, beet kvass, um, kombucha, stuff I've actually learned to make. Um, mm. You know, kimchi, miso, tempeh, all those fermented foods are very good because they will feed your your gut and help it do all the things that it's it's supposed to do. The other thing is 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 eat mindfully. So chew your food, eat at a slow pace. Multitasking is going to be the death of us probably. You don't want to be multitasking when you're eating. You want to eat when you're eating. That's that whole mindfulness process. And I know when I went to the Institute of Sustainable Nutrition and there'd be maybe 30 of us in a room and we'd all get our food and before we would even eat, we'd stop and we'd, we'd have somebody do a meditation and just talk about looking at our food and you know you're eating healthy if you see a lot of bright stuff that was grown in that nature and colorful foods on your plate that look vibrant, that will make you vibrant. And we would just appreciate the hands that grew the food and got the food to us and the hands that made the food and then start eating sometimes silently, sometimes with pleasant conversation. 
really key. And I'm sure you can attest to how many times you see people, and I've done it in the past too, eating in their car, <laughs> uh, you know, eating, working on, working on the computer, checking email, <laughs> taking a call. We, we do it to ourselves. We just do it. And again, it doesn't take that much more time. So the one thing I will say, though, is you have to you have to get not eat the sugar. You know that because it's addictive and it's just going to upset everything and, and lead to implementation. But you really people are stressed when they think they have to change their diet. So if you're listening and you're eating all those processed foods um, and you go, oh, I don't know if I can give that up. Don't worry about it. Take one step to add one good thing into your diet and notice. Do that awareness. Notice how it's making you feel. And hopefully, if you're eating the good foods, it'll make you feel better and it will change your cravings over time. It won't be overnight. It'll take a little discipline. Uh, It'll take some preparation, but make one small change at a time and that will lead to more positive changes. And eventually you will see um, what foods look good that they're going to nurture you and what foods look like there's no energetics. They're kind of dead and they're just going to add to your stress. So for me, you know, I was going for that cookie when I started every night when I was not thinking about what I was eating. The one first step I made was eating an apple instead of the cookie. And pretty soon I I realized how delicious and sweet and nourishing and how good that apple made me feel. So one step at a time, have a colorful plate and you'll get there. Yeah. You know, it's funny because we haven't done it for a while. I'm up in Connecticut all the time, but there's several times we go up and we try to meet for dinner. And I can tell you, Linda is no joke. I have my hamburger and French fries and she's got something healthy. And then the time we went to that place, I forget what it was, but you said all this stuff is farm raised and it was local produce mm-hmm. and and it was really, really good. And so you're right. You can you can do this without having to drastically change things. But I think everybody's guilty of it. You're, you might even be listening to this podcast right now while you're eating lunch. And so um, good, good tips. So that's the second suggestion. And the third one you said was self-care practices. So tell us about that, Linda. Right. In HR, especially, you know, we put others needs in front of our own. So you have to, you have to come up with your own nourishing menu of lifestyle behaviors, because it can't just be the food. You have to take care of yourself, exercise, obviously. Always go back to the breath. If you can take a yoga or meditation class, that's great. Um, I know that's not for everybody. If, you know, high, high stress exercise is good for you, just make sure that your breath and your exercise is matching one another unplug. The other day I turned off all the signals on my devices and I feel like I'm on vacation because I'm not getting that stimulus. Uh Uh-oh, ding, I have to respond to it. And lots of times it's not something that I really even want to respond to. So find ways to unplug. Be with like-minded people. Find those people that want to do the same things with that you want to do. Um, you know, I know when I was in my training and development role, I was the, the one person in the organization. So I found people by going to seminars that had similar interests and I would meet with them, have lunch and I would, you know, trade notes about what's going on in the training and development world. But you can do that if you're having stress with your job in HR or you have situations that are coming up that are stressful that you don't know how to handle. Find people on the outside that you can have a conf- confidential conversation with, put your mind at ease. You're not the only one dealing with these things. Um, So find ways to make connections that work for you. Uh, Sleep, it's a hard one. 
I just downloaded this app called Calm, C-A-L-M, and I tell you, they have sleep stories, so it's like being a kid again with somebody reading your book. <laughs> and I fall asleep before they're over, and it's just, it's, it's great. And I use teas a lot and things like that. Uh, and you know what? It's, it's okay to do nothing. It's okay to do nothing. You know, schedule an hour or something where you can just do nothing and don't feel guilty about it. Um, walk in nature is a good one. Um, if you can't get out into nature, bring some nature into your office with plants or flowers or pictures, sounds, plant a garden, aromatherapy, uh, avoid those toxic conversations and, and toxic, toxic people if you can. That's great. So those are just a few things that people can do. Just incorporate them into your life. Well, what about, so you've, you've said, you know, we talked about the gut, good food and all that. What about, is there any supplements you'd recommend? Are those even worth taking? What are your thoughts on those? Yeah. I mean, I've, I think if you're just taking supplements and you're not eating good food, you're just wasting your money. And there are some supplements that people need us in the North the East up here. We need our vitamin D because we don't get sun for most of the year. Um, but, um, you know, that's, I think a conversation with, between you and your medical practitioner based on your blood test. But what I have discovered when I took a herbal intensive course is the power of a category of herbs that are called adaptogens. And they do just what their name says that they, um, they allow, they have medicinal processes. Cause if you think about herbs and plants and things like that, they have to undergo a lot of stress just to stay. They got the wind, they got the rain, they got the winters. They have to fortify themselves in order to even come out of that ground every year. And sometimes they come out through concrete, mm. concrete. So that tenacity for you. But so they have, they have developed these category of herbs, developed medicinal properties that can help take you out of stress. So there's about 10 of them, but I just want to talk, just talk about three of them that I've used and one is called ashwagandha, and I'll just spell that in case anybody wants to know. It's A-S-H-W-A-G-A-N-D-H-A. Um, and it's a calming adaptogen, very effective for anxiety, fatigue, cloudy thinking, stress-induced um, insomnia, rich in iron, uh, and again, just perfect for stress release. So I've these... Um, they don't. They grow in subtropical um, climates, so I haven't grown them. But I purchased cap, capsules, and I've also gotten some roots from people and made a tincture, which is just a, a concentrated liquid form of herb that's easy to take and will last long. The other one I like is go to cola because I call it the brain um, <laughs> herb. It's a circulatory tonic for the brain. It enhances memory, um, helps with antidepressant. It's anti-inflammatory. It's called, you know, an afternoon pick-me-up, probably better than that trip to the vending machine. So it uh, has mild effects to prevent that increase of that uh, sympathetic nervous system. You can have it as a tea, a tincture. There's a lot of ways, and there's, there's books about uh, adaptogens that you could read. Um, David Winstead is a good person who writes books if you're looking for um, a reference. And then my favorite one is called Holy Basil. Not to be confused with the basil that you, you put when you're having a, a Mediterranean meal. It's called uh, Tulsi or sacred basil. It's my favorite because I grow it. And just when it comes, it comes up, the smell alone is so intoxicating, so great that all you have to do is smell it and stress goes away. But it's, um, 
it purifies the energy centers. It brings joy and enlightenment, uh, enlightenment, antioxidant, um, prevents those elevated levels of cortisol. So I, you know, I just wanted to mention that there are natural things that are grown in nature because our bodies provide everything we need if we feed it right. And nature provides everything we need if we just are aware of what's out there and use it. So, um, just be aware if you're if you're interested in getting involved in in um, herbs and herbalism. There's a lot of good stuff out there that can help you. Well, one more thing I want to talk about before we wind our time together is I know that you do wellness in one part of your practice, and you also use a an instrument. And we've had someone on the show before that talked about it, but it's the insights discovery, and so. You had mentioned when we were talking about doing the show that you'd like to talk about that a little bit because there's a component in there that can help us manage stress. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yes. Um, yeah. The insights for any for someone who may not have heard your previous um, podcast on this, it's really um, a system that I gravitated to because it's based on the work work of Carl Jung, but it's an easy to understand and and immediately actionable system of understanding the four different personality styles through the use of something that is called by insights called the color energies. So if you're you know, fiery red, you're competitive, demanding, um, sunshine, yellow, you're persuasive, dynamic, you focus on the future, earth, green, caring, encouraging, thinking about the people, relaxed and cool blue, focusing on the logic. Um, and so within the system, and I won't get into all of that now, there's a way to understand who um, you're going to have the most difficulties communicating with and what you can do to reduce the stress in that situation by knowing what they need and how to give them more of what they need in the communication. It takes away the personal nature of, you know, well, this person just doesn't want to listen to me. They want to go the way they want to go and um, take action where I need time to think about it. You, you can kind of pull all that away and say, it's not against me. It's just who they are. They're just being who they are. I'm being who I am. Let's kind of meet in the middle and see if we can give each other what we need. And through this common language within an organization, power for things can happen. I've done it gosh, with uh, hundreds and hundreds of sales associations, associates, and they found that um, they were selling to people on how they, they liked to sell. And they, they started to look at the system and realize, I need to sell to them the way they like to be sold to or the way they like to, like to be communicated with. But the, uh, the other thing I'll just share is one powerful thing that I found through the system is by understanding the personality styles, what's behind it, what you need in terms of communication, what happens when you overuse a system and you're under stress. What it does is it helps people to understand others. That kind of goes back to that. Everything is about awareness, right? Um, and you have a newfound value of people that you maybe have avoided because they're not like you and they like to do things different than you. All of a sudden you realize, wow, they bring a lot of value to the table that I didn't want to recognize before. And it enhances your life and enhances um, uh, their lives as well. So I feel like it can really help with productivity and problem solving. And it's a wonderful tool and 
uh, people just love it. They have a lot of fun with it. You know, it's not too serious. You get to make fun of who you are and how you like to act and what you need. And uh, it breaks down barriers. No, I like it. Well, Linda, you've given us a lot to think about. Some remedies that may be uh, just between our ears, some with supplements, a lot of thought, and even something around communicating and having better relationships. Um, is there a way you can sort of tie all of this together for us? And then I'm going to be really interested in and you get telling us how we can get a hold of you. You've got a lot to offer, and I'd love for us to be able to reach out to you. Well, thank you, Mac. So I guess you know to summarize, mindfulness focusing on the breath, understanding patterns. What are the patterns of your current life um, that may or may not be serving you? Don't just accept them. Decide that you, you want to make a better choice so that you can be a better person in your life, for yourself, for your family, for those that love you. Um, and you can contribute more in whichever, however you want to contribute in your life. And, um, Recognize how you're thinking and about how you're talking to yourself. Don't be negative. Love yourself. Give yourself the self-care that you need. And just one last thing is I've talked about a lot of things, but everybody is different. Everybody has their own bio-individuality. So if you have some things going on with you, some medical issues, and you want to change some things and move to a different direction, just be aware you're responsible for your health and take the right steps if if you need to check with your medical practitioner before making some changes, uh, please do so. Great. So Linda, tell us how we can get a hold of you and tell us about maybe even an opportunity to look at the insights discovery with you. Sure. Well, thank you, Mac. I appreciate that. If you go to my website, lindacoveney.com, L-I-N-D-A-C-O-V-E-N-E-Y.com, all my contact information is there. My email uh, my website, I mean, my, my Facebook, my LinkedIn account, feel free to link in with me. Um, and if you are interested in insights at all, I will make an offer to the HR folks out there or whoever's listening. I could offer you um, a free insights profile. You take a quick 25-question survey or assessment and it'll come back with a 20 or something page report that will help you understand your color energy, um, how you're showing up, your the overview of how people see you, how you want to be communicated with, and how you can manage and motivate others. So there's a wealth of information there. But if you're interested, uh, you can either go to my website and find me, or I'll tell you Linda Coveney at Comcast.net. And uh, just say you, you're interested in the Insights Discovery Assessment, and I will send you a link where you can take that survey and get your report, and we can talk about it. That's great. It's a great offer. If you don't take Linda up on it, shame on you. She's got good stuff to offer. Linda, I'm really, really happy you could join us today. It's been great knowing you all these years, and I'm excited to continue our partnership on things together. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us today. Well, thanks, Mac. Thanks for inviting me to join you on this podcast. I appreciate it.
Well, thanks for taking the time to listen to another episode of the Boss Builder Podcast. You know, if you're listening to these as you are commuting to and from work, I would highly recommend you listen again when you get home just so you can take some notes. We do our best to get you great information, and sometimes if you're like me, you got to write the stuff down. On another note, for your further development, if you work for an organization and you think that it would be valuable to partner with us, which I think is a good idea, we invite you to check us out online at thebossbuilders.com. We have three options, our signature driving results on-site workshop, which our trainers come out and deliver for you. We also have our very popular Boss Builder Academy, which is video driven. And we also offer the option of having your organization license our training materials so that your trainers can go ahead and deliver them on site. If you're listening to our podcast on iTunes or on Stitcher, the other thing we'd appreciate is if you could just take a moment and leave us a brief, positive, of course, review. That would really help us out a great deal. And refer this podcast to anybody you know that you think could benefit from it. Until the next time we meet, get out there, boss up, boss on, and more importantly, make a commitment to being the boss at being a great boss. Goodbye.